This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game, it's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in, I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And, and this, this is, is our, our house. house. What's up, guys? Welcome back to our House of Hockey podcast. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And uh, we have a brand new episode for you. So uh, should we kick it off? Yeah, we should. We're just... Uh down the 405 from each other here in Los Angeles. If you know what, if you, if you live in Los Angeles, you know what we mean when we say the 405, but yeah, really it's like mm, probably only uh, about 30 miles from each other, but about two hours at this point. So because <laughs> LA it's crazy people. It's crazy. Yep. It's quicker. For, it's easier for us to do this like this than to actually <laughs> meet in person, even yeah. though we live in the same fucking city and it's just crazy here. Yeah, pretty nuts, but gotta love it, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. So uh, I feel like we just still need to get to know each other a little bit. I mean, should we throw yeah. some questions at each other? Yeah, I think this would be fun for us and for everybody listening who tuned into the first episode to get to know us a little bit better, like who we are, personalities, a little bit outside of our hockey opinions, because this is a hockey lifestyle podcast. So all of these things about us that we're about to talk about and rapid fire each other about uh, contribute to that hockey-ness. Yeah. I'm making up words now, so. Yeah. <laughs> Plus it gets to know our personalities a little bit more, and sometimes that makes or breaks like certain things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's a little All right. scary. Yeah, it is a little scary, but I think it'll be okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not as scary as um as the dark, right? Oh, hmm. Yep. Got me there. <laughs> Got me there. <laughs> okay, so before we started recording, um we were getting lighting and stuff situated and I'm go- I'm gonna I'm gonna people need to know that you're a little bit afraid of dark spaces. Yeah, yeah, it's it's more than just a little bit. I'm pretty terrified. <laughs> I think that's okay. I think there's a lot of people are. I mean, I don't like the dark, and I'm actually like legit terrified of rats and mice. Oh, like I will be standing on top of this desk so fucking fast. You, I, I will be like out of my skin, screaming at the top of my lungs, standing on the table freaking out so like See, i'm okay with like rats and snakes and stuff i don't like bugs anything that can fly or like jump at you but i would say i'm really terrified of potato bugs what's a potato bug i can't even talk about it you can just google it and then <laughs> just don't just don't let me see your face when you google it okay but, I'll, uh, I'll look it up later i don't yeah, even know what i wouldn't do that before bed it's it's definitely gonna haunt you they oh, call God. them the children of the earth. They have like human faces and they're <sighs> giant. Oh, oh, I just I, got the one, chills. One chased me and it was <gasps> scary. Like what's, like give me a size. How how big or little is this? Oh man. I mean, they can be, you know, a couple inches long. They look like a giant ant almost, but like with like a hard shell. 
and they're they're big and they like they it chased me it chased me i believe you yeah i believe you it was terrifying we had a um in my apartment a year ago a fucking like a tree rat there's like like a fruit (laughs) tree rat Uh so like big like yeah big six inches seven inches rat eat a hole through the sliding screen door to the patio and was like living in the apartment for two weeks we didn't know because we didn't see it they don't it was like hiding out Uh and would come out at night and then we saw it well my roommate I have a roommate she saw it and then I moved out of the apartment for three days until it was gone I couldn't, I couldn't live here. The first night I had to, I had to drink like a lot of whiskey and I took a Xanax just so I could fall asleep knowing like we had set out traps and like all of this, like to just try to sleep. And I was a, I was a wreck. I was a wreck. We caught it. Everything's fine now. It was a, it was a one-time only situation. I mean, I feel like if you name it, it makes it like not as terrifying though. Like you should have named it like Noah or something like that's a nice name it is a very nice name <laughs> however uh it was not help it was not helping me and in the least like I don't I don't know it's just one of those irrational things yeah so well, there's there's some fun facts <laughs> got <them. laughs> do we want to start with the questions do you want to kick it off with one of the we we you put together a list of some rapid fire questions and I like all of these. Yeah, I just put together uh I just kind of googled, you know, rapid fire questions and I just copy and pasted some good ones and uh I haven't really thought about it to be honest. So I was just like, all right, you know, okay. we'll do this. So we have uh well we had 10, but now we have eleven questions. <laughs> well we and, covered uh, the eleventh with well, we I guess not, kinda, but what are you what are you most afraid of? Mine yeah. is the rat mice situation. I have another one. So we'll go. Okay. So we have 11 questions and we're going to ask them and then uh, both answer them. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. So uh, let's, let's kick it off. So where's one place uh, you would like to go that you've never been before? Sorry. I just kicked the light and it almost went <laughs> flying my light in front of me. <laughs> uh, okay. Don't worry. There was not a rat. Everything is Okay. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere I would like to go that I haven't been. Um, Hawaii, actually, which is, I've lived in California for seven years now, and I still Mm -hmm. have not made my way to California, uh, to California, to Hawaii. And that's one place I'd really like to go. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and Ireland. And Ireland and Scotland. I really want to spend some time there. I I feel really intrigued by that country. I'm not Irish or anything or Scottish, but I, I, I really want to go there. It looks really beautiful. Yeah. Those are good. Those are good. What are, where's one place you want to go that you haven't been? Um, <clears throat> I would say Switzerland is probably top priority. Um, and then uh, I'm going to do Iceland as well, just because mm-hmm. I've been, it's in the works of trying to, to go to Iceland about September this year, but um, it hasn't happened yet because it's a little it's kind of weird times, but yeah, I'd say Switzerland and Iceland. Interesting. Why Switzerland? Uh, I've always just had something for Switzerland. Like, um, I'm not really a tropical kind of person. I'm more of like mountains and trees and colder weather. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, Roman Yossi's from there, so obviously Switzerland. <laughs> so that's why you, you want to go to his yeah. house and see where he grew up and where he played. My uh, future father-in-law. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, uh, it was besides that. It was actually kind of a, a perk to to find out that he's from there. But I've, I've just always thought Switzerland was, was one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Well, in pictures, so. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Okay, yeah. what's your favorite hobby, Hugo? Um, hobby. Well, I really like music. Um, so I do play guitar and I recently picked up the banjo. So I feel like that's probably one of my favorite hobbies right now is teaching myself how to play the banjo. That's really cool. How did you pick the banjo? Um, well, I, I grew up on country music. I think we went over that before and I like guitar and I just think that the banjo has a really cool sound to it. Um, and it's quite different to play than guitar. I mean, you have three finger picks, which I actually have on my desk right here. You can kind of see them. I don't know. Cool. I don't know. If, oh, here, it's my thing. So yeah, you put those on your fingers and um, it's a, it's kind of intricate to try to do. And I just like the sound. So yeah. Nice. What about you? Um, along the lines of country music, I love to go country line dancing. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm pretty good. Are you? Uh, yeah, I have cowboy boots and everything. You, you know, you wouldn't <laughs> suspect it. Maybe a city girl from Chicago living in Los Angeles or like country line dancing. Yeah. But I lived in when I lived in Florida. My mm-hmm. cousin actually, she's a dancer, and I always like to dance, like in general. And she was like, "You gotta come to country line dancing at the Dallas Bull. It's like the, this giant. It's this." a giant barn in the middle of like outside of Tampa and she's like you'll have so much fun I'm like I don't even really like country music like at that time (laughs) don't worry I love country music now but at the time I was like not really like into it and she's like it'll be fine you'll love it and we went and we walked in and I was like this is the best fucking thing ever like cowboys all the boys are in Wrangler jeans and cowboy boots Ooh. and hats and like their t-shirts and like <laughs> I I like just jumped right in and you can kind yeah. of pick up the line and people are pretty friendly like to show you the moves a little bit they kind of like point but I've got stories about my experiences here in LA trying to find Ooh. a place um Cowboy Palace Saloon where the that's the one in um North North Redondo no, uh, this one's Where's by that? me. So it's uh, in the Valley Chatsworth area. I have not been to that one. I just went for the first time actually uh, like two weeks ago. And? It was fun. I went on a Tuesday. People were line dancing, but like it was, it was real mellow. But uh, okay. I've never learned how to line dance. I'm not a dancer, but I feel like I would want to learn how to line dance. So I gotta, might have to have you teach me a, a, a thing or two. I will. It's so much fun. <laughs> I have a great time. Um, and two-stepping is fun too. You can always ask a cowboy, any cowboy, well, you know, for the most part, if yeah. you go up to them and say, will you two-step with me? They're going to say, yes, ma'am, unless they <laughs> really don't know. But yeah, unless you don't want them to say, yes, ma'am. No. <laughs> I feel like ma'am makes you sound real old. <laughs> it does. It does. What's it's your, um, what's the best meal you've ever eaten? Oh, good question. Um, I would have to say, I actually, this is funny. I actually don't know exactly what I ate, um, but it was this place in uh, Eagle Rock called Little Beast. 
and they have all seasonal foods. And I believe I ate chicken. I'm pretty sure it was chicken, but it was hands down the best meal I've ever eaten in my entire life. I have to, I have to go there. My uncles live in Eagle Rock. I'll have to check it out next time I'm over there. Yeah, I think really that good. the best meal I ever had was, I'm not Italian, but I swear to God I was in like another life or something <laughs> because yeah. Italian food is my favorite food. Okay. And I went to Italy with my family forever ago now. And mm -hmm. um, every meal I had there was the best meal of my life. Like the <laughs> mozzarella and like, <laughs> like the tomato and basil and like, everything oh my god it was just so good the bread i was like the bread this the olive oil everything just tastes so good here it doesn't taste like this back home and it doesn't i i can't tell you why but uh yeah all the, all the meals in italy we went all over oh and like i had the best cannoli ever we ha went to the town in sicily where the cannoli was invented allegedly oh best cannoli I've ever had. I've never, I've not been able to find a replica of it here in the U.S. anywhere at any oh, Italian geez. restaurant. That sounds so good right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, crazy. All right, well, what's, uh, what's your unpopular opinion? Ooh, I guess, I don't want to get like political. We're going to, I'm going to avoid that. Yeah. But unpopular opinion maybe just not a common belief but i fully believe in like the spiritual world like okay ghosts and or spirits <laughs> and um psychics and the power of all of that and intuition yeah. and i've had some experiences that are unexplained Ooh. if you want to call it that um, I feel like we have to talk about this at some point because I'm all about that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. I've got a lot of interesting stories of like energies or spirits. I mean, some people are like, bitch, you're crazy. I'm turning this off. Cocky, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. But uh, this definitely some unexplained things that happened and, you know. Crazy. What about you? What's uh, an unpopular opinion? I mean, I'm. I mean, that was pretty deep. And I'm just going to go with pineapple goes on pizza. <gasps> no, it does not. <laughs> I think it does. No. I just don't know if you've had the right pizza with pineapple on it. Fruit is not supposed to be on pizza. I'm from Chicago. We know these things. Oh, yeah, that, I forgot. That is not pizza. That's like, you just, you can put pineapple on bread and sauce and cheese but you are not allowed to call it pizza okay but what about those fancy pizzas where you put like figs on it no that's, that's good though that's not pizza that's like artisan food oh like, uh, yeah i guess you're right pizza is <laughs> dough and sauce and cheese and meat and vegetables like it's because you've been to italy you've had the real <laughs> stuff it's true. Yeah. It's true. You can have your pineapple pizza. Like that. Thank you. Not happening. Like that. Ugh. I yelled yeah. at a friend of mine from, from Chicago. She, uh, when I was there visiting, the one thing I always want when I'm there is to get pizza, like good pizza. Cause like mm -hmm. it's not pizza here in LA. It's right. something else. And yeah. 
she won. I was like, well, what kind of toppings do you want? I'm like, you know, we got to get crumbled sausage or like pepperoni and like onions and, and mushrooms and like green peppers. And that's like a Chicago pizza. And she's like, can yeah. I get pineapple? And I looked at her like I did not even know her. <laughs> I have known her my whole fucking life. Well, since like high school. And I was like, what happened to you? I left Chicago and now you're putting goddamn pineapple on the pizza? What the fuck? <laughs> this is not allowed. You can get, we, okay, fine. I'll compromise. You can have half of the pizza with it. But like, who are you? I'm a little scared. We need to get back to reality here. Like, what oh, happened man. to my friend? It's serious business. I guess so. All right. What's, so. The, what's the last song you listened to? Oh my gosh. I don't even know here. I have a... Uh... Spotify. I know I, um, I know I gotta pull mine up too. I've been really in, so St. Patrick's Day obviously uh, just happened. Um, so I've been really into the St. Patrick's Day classics playlist. I had to do the whole thing. Like I had to go get a green beer, which couldn't go out. So like I made my own green beer, had uh, corned beef and cabbage, and so I wanted to listen to like I wanted to have St. Patrick's Day, right? Um, so the last song I've been listening to, it's the last song uh, that's currently on is The Boys Are Back in Town by Thin Lizzy. That's good. I like that's that That's the song. last one. Thank you. What about you? Well, like I said, I do now like country music and okay. I, I am very into Kelsey Ballerini and she's got a new <laughs> album, well, that will be out or almost out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just listening to Stilettos is the last song on my, on my Spotify okay but yeah. that's a good one that's a good one yeah I like uh, what's your go-to coffee order i take coffee just as serious as i do my pizza <laughs> oh jeez okay i have to have coffee in the morning you cannot mm-hmm. have a long conversation with me before i have had my coffee i, uh, I do know this <laughs> <laughs> i don't like i just i don't do well so black coffee most of the time i've gotten into like a little splash of like coconut milk or coconut creamer just a splash Mm -hmm. um but that's it it can be hot or iced it depends on where i'm at Um, like if i'm on the road working i usually get like a venti starbucks or wherever i'm at venti iced Mm -hmm. coffee light ice unsweet with two shots of espresso that's called a black eye if you ever want to order that just to really give me the my jolt of of awakeness but uh, that's pretty good i gotta try that it's good. It'll really, woo, that'll really wake you up. <laughs> but I like that. I don't really drink sweet coffee. Like that's why I like just a little bit of like coconut milk or something like just to kind of cut a little bit of the bitterness as I've gotten older. I need a little more of that. Yeah. What about you? What's your coffee drink? <clears throat> um, straight black iced coffee. Yes. Has to be iced. Can't do hot coffee. Always has to be iced coffee. This is good. This yeah. is good. This is, we, we can be friends. I just can't order pizza around you. So that's fine. <laughs> no, no. Or like you could got to order your own personal pizza because like, yeah, I'm going to make yeah. fun of you every time you do with fucking pineapple on it. Jesus. It's fine. I actually, it's funny though, because I like pineapple on pizza, but I never really order it. <laughs> so I don't even know why I said that, but whatever. Anyway, uh, what's your favorite TV show? Like of all time? Of all time. Oh, that's so or current, whatever is whatever's easy for you. Well, I just, well, I love Friends and I love Sex in the City. I could put, mm-hmm. like, if I have nothing else to watch or whatever, I just need some comfort television. I can put on any episode of any of those. 
shows. Um, but I'm actually just started, I rewatched the 90s, late 90s show Charmed. Mm-hmm. Think about the witches. See, I like yeah. the spooky stuff, but yeah. I, I, I didn't remember a single episode. I know I had watched it when I was younger. And so, you know how sometimes like when you watch a show again, you're like, oh, I remember this episode. I didn't remember yes. a single fucking episode. Okay. And it was really, it's really good. I like a formula. Like yeah. if I, at the end of the night when I need to relax, I, I need a formula to like the episode starts like this and then it goes like yeah. this and then this happens and then happy ending. Like yeah. that is relaxing to me. What's, what's your favorite show or what are you watching? Uh, Survivor, hands down. Oh. Gotta do Survivor. Is that, that's still on air? It's still, it's actually on, uh, well, today's Wednesday uh, for people who don't know. It's on right now. It's actually 36 minutes deep in right now. So I'm like chomping at the bit to go watch this thing. Not just kidding. <laughs> where, where is it, the, where, what I, where are they surviving right now? It's been like the Fiji islands the last like four seasons. So it's good. Uh, it's, it's all the winners are on, on this season. So it's like major, major big time people. So it's a, it's a good one. All right. It is a good one. What's the uh, last movie you watched? Mm, last movie I watched was Doctor Sleep. What's that about? Is that Dr. like one Sleep. of those comics, like a spinoff? <clears throat> no. So it's actually, so The Shining is my favorite movie of all time. And it has, so Dr. Sleep is uh, basically kind of like the sequel to it. Um, but rather than uh, obviously being... Uh, Jack Torrance it's his son Danny Torrance who has like you know like the whatever guy uh Tony in his mouth um so Dr. Sleep is all about basically the Danny Torrance he's now uh, older and grown up and uh it's it wasn't what I thought it would be but it's it's really really good okay I just I just watched I was on a couple planes and I watched Ford versus Ferrari, which I liked, but I also watched Hustlers, which I loved because- J-Lo? Oh my God, J-Lo is like a queen. Are you kidding? I know everybody's like, she's 50 and she's like dancing and on a stripper pole and her body is banging. Like she is magic. I am, I was like super inspired to get back into dancing, not like on a pole, but you know, just, but now they like this, self-quarantine and you know I can't go like take a dance class but Hustlers was really good I thought it was not gonna be I was really concerned (laughs) but it actually was a really good story and um yeah but my favorite movie of all time has to be my cousin Vinny oh okay I can that's a good one I can recite it like line for line it makes me laugh every time (laughs) that's funny so if you were to switch professions, what would you do? Well, I don't even think we told people what we'd like actually do for work. Yeah, I don't think we did either. Um, so I am, uh, I do digital marketing. So I, I basically an expertise in email marketing, Facebook marketing, uh, just overall um, like e-commerce sales. Um, <clears throat> so I have my, my own company with my co-founder, uh, uh, Jason with you, who was also the co-founder of Pacific Rink, who we had on our first episode. So him and I basically tag team and have a bunch of clients and we just help them 
um, basically like small businesses grow. Um, so if I didn't do that, I would say that I would want to be a chef. I like to cook. So nice. yeah. I do not like to cook. I mean, I cook to eat. <laughs> I can cook a couple of things, but I burn chicken. So I stopped cooking chicken altogether. I usually buy yeah. like a roasted chicken. <laughs> but, That's um, fine. Yeah. They're delicious. Maybe yeah. like I could just have you roast the chickens for me and like come get them sure yeah anytime <laughs> so you like to cook um okay so i'm an on-camera host and producer reporter uh, i work as an independent contractor i've i worked in local news i was on entertainment shows i've worked red carpets celebrity events like you name it i've covered it i've interviewed them probably you know everything from like hematologists to Derek Jeter, I've, I've done it all. Um, and I love it. And I don't, I would not want to switch. I love what I do. I wanted to do it since I was eight years old as like a little yeah. kid. But if I had to switch, I would either be a hairstylist, like a hairdresser or a hairstylist. Okay. Or um, a fitness trainer. Not because okay. I'm like super fit or anything, but it drives me crazy when I'm at the gym and people don't use correct form. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's just about being safe. I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not a trainer. So I like, can't go up to them and be like, excuse me, you're actually like throwing out your back by doing that. <laughs> Cause I'm not a trainer and I'm not like buff. So I feel like I don't yeah. have the right to go up to people and tell them they're doing it wrong. Right. Exactly. But um, that's funny. That would be fun. Yeah, I could see that. You could see that. So do you watch any other sports other than hockey? I do. In the summertime, okay. I'm always down to go to a baseball game. I like to go to baseball games in person. I'm a Let's White go. Sox fan from Chicago, but I will go to a Dodgers game. Okay. Um, Dodgers Stadium is legendary. Uh, yes, it is. The Dodgers are fun to watch. They've got a great like a thing going there with their in-game stuff. And I do like yeah. football. I like prof like pro football. I don't watch college football. I never have uh, bears obviously, but uh, yeah, that's, that's it. I I'll, I'm always down to watch, watch football or go to a baseball game. Hell yeah. Like who doesn't want to go sit in a beautiful day outside, have a cold beer, eat a brat and like watch some baseball. Yeah. Yeah. I in feel the, that in the summertime. Hell yeah yeah what I'm about you that. what other um, sports do you watch <laughs> um baseball like baseball I recently started to get into football my dad's a big football fan but obviously uh NFL not college or anything like that but baseball is pretty much the only thing I watch um grew up on the Dodgers but I uh I love the Braves random again mm -hmm. I have three teams that I watch of course I have to what is this with you? The three teams. That's a commitment. I and I think it's just because I get bored. Like, I always want to have something to watch on TV. And, like, it's fun to follow, you know, a team. So Dodgers, Braves, and the Brewers. Christian Yelich is a hometown boy. So, uh, yeah. That's, that's that. I'm yeah. just, like, true Chicago. I'm, like, I only cheer for my Chicago pro teams. I'm not a Cubs fan. I grew up a mile from Wrigley Field. But we're a White Sox <laughs> family. Uh, Bears, Hawks period end of story like not allowed that's, to cheer for anybody else <laughs> that's okay that's okay 
that's just the house I was raised in. But anyway, mm -hmm. what uh, what else are you afraid of? We will wrap this up with our fears. <laughs> I that's the that's the theme oh. for today. I have no clue, but um, I'm just afraid of the mice and rats. I don't really have any other true fears. Yeah, I would say uh, I don't like the dark very much. Uh, I've already discussed my potato bugs. <laughs> Anything that flies, really, cockroaches, hate them. I used to be afraid of crickets, but now I think I'm okay with the crickets. But I would say probably my other thing that I, I'm really, really, really scared of is uh, crustaceans. You know, like, if you go, like, I can't pick up, like, a shrimp that has, like, its little, like, feeties or crabs or anything like that. Can't do it. Can't touch them. Won't. I'll eat them if they're you know de-fingered <laughs> okay but yeah that would well, that would be it i i make one of the like five dishes i cook is a shrimp dish so i can make some shrimp and you can make some meat and okay and that's what we'll surf and turf i like yes. it let's go <laughs> yes we've got no pizza that's probably no. best for both of us yeah. Unless you want me just to like roll my eyes at you the whole time you're eating your pineapple pizza. You're just going to rip me a new one each time. You're just going to slap it out of my hand. Don't yes. eat that. That's bad for you. You have the wrong form. You're not eating the right pizza form. <laughs> it's a thing. Oh, and the last thing I'll say about pizza is that despite the popular uh, opinion and assumption about Chicago that we only make deep dish pizza. That is not mm -hmm. the case. We make really delicious thin crust Italian style pizza without okay. the puffy edge. It's like crispy cardboard, not like gross cardboard, but like, um, it's like heard. a <laughs> cardboard. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. They're it's like a, trying to tell us it's a great pizza, it but is. it has like cardboard crust. Yeah, that's what they call it. I don't know why they call it that. It's like, it's just thin. It's not thick and puffy and it's like okay. sturdy. Like the bottom layer is sturdy and then the, the like dough part is soft, like it should be, but like uh -huh. when you bite into it, it's got like a crunch. So it's like you get the crunch with the soft, with the cheese and the sauce and the toppings. That's my favorite. And we cut it into squares. So they cut okay. those circle pizza into uh, squares and triangles. Okay. I mean, I'm sold. Okay. Whatever. Let's do it. <laughs> I got to teach. I got to introduce you to some other kind of pizza. Yeah. And I feel like I got to go, uh, I feel like you got to get me on the uh, Chicago team bandwagon at some point, so. I mean, I would, I mean, I don't want to force you to do it because I don't want you to, like, I want you to really want to do it. Yeah. Like, be a Chicago fan. We, we get enough shit about bandwagoners, so I'm not <laughs> about to do that to you. Um, but uh, I, I can convince you of, of our ways. Okay. Well, surf and turf and chicago and pizza pizza let's go <laughs> this week we're super excited to bring a little bit of royalty onto our channel uh she's said to be what is i would guess quote unquote the heart and soul of la kings uh, she's a diehard fan hockey mom a friend of pretty much everybody and probably most recognizable by her red hair so uh we're super excited to have tracy here with us today hey that's me that's you <laughs> Hi guys, thanks for having Hi. me. We're so thanks glad you're here. On. It took a minute, but here I am. <laughs> hey, we've all been struggle bus today, so it's okay. No, we all had 
shit falling apart and stuff knocking over. I kicked the light. I kicked my light at the beginning of the episode and I was like, and like people <laughs> listening are going like, what the fuck is she hollering about? So <laughs> right, it's real life. Come on. Yeah. That's what people want to hear. Right. Absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. So just to kind of give some more detail, Tracy's a, a really good friend of both of ours. Uh, we've met through the game, both at separate times. Um, she is a staple in the diehard LA Kings fanatics Facebook group. Um, Ooh, mama and, bear, mama bear. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, she's done a whole lot with the community and making uh, new and old fans feel super welcomed. And she you know, host uh, the Pucknick, uh, which is through the diehard fans, right? Through the Facebook group. Oh, yeah. Um, they basically bring, you know, it's a big potluck. They they bring the ice crew out. They have raffles and um, looks like a really, really fun time. And uh, Super good she's time. Also, yeah, she's brought so many people together. Um, she's made sure people that have never been to a Kings game before have, have been able to get that experience. She's gotten tickets for them. Um, and she's also been able to, to bring some fan voices to life by organizing uh, brainstorming meetings with the front office of, of the Kings, which is something very unheard of, but somehow she's been able to do it. So that's awesome. All good stuff. All good stuff. Yeah. How did you so, go ahead? Go ahead, Breezy. No, that's fine. Go ahead. I was, oh, was going to ask the first question. <laughs> I'm just like, how the hell did you get in? How did you get to the front office lady? Like what, how did you get into this place you are at as like the mama bear fan ambassador for mm -hmm. the LA Kings? Well, I think it all started with that Pucknick, that first Pucknick. That's what, um, you know, Daryl Evans was there and he was kind of telling people that like, she's doing something with social media that we have never seen before. And and it was really organic, you know, we didn't, we didn't ask for any help. We just did it. And, uh, and 350 people showed up and the rest is history. So what's a, what's a Pucknick? I've, I've never, I don't, I've never been so, for people listening who don't know. So it was, we were about to go on our 2014 Stanley cup run and Facebook was like, Hey, there's this group that you should join. So I clicked on it and I was like, wait a minute a whole entire community that just wants to talk about the LA Kings. Like what? <laughs> so I was like, uh, join. Yes. So I funnily, I, I posted, I'm like, Hey, what do you guys think about our team winning the second Stanley cup and I'll host a picnic and we can all meet in person. And of course, after like 30 minutes of people going, you just jinxed it. We're never going to win the cup now. <laughs> and I was like, okay, little girl in Canyon Lake, California did not just jinx the Stanley cup. Mm -mm. Anyway, the rest is history. So we won the sec the cup in 14 and I hosted a picnic in Griffith Park. And like I said, 350 people showed up. The Rangers tried to shut us down because I didn't have a permit. I go, well, this, this was a, this was an impromptu. We didn't know where he goes, you have custom t-shirts made. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you saw that. <laughs> and really the rest is history. We've had six, uh, six picnics now and um, super fun day. It's like my funnest, most favorite day of the year. That's incredible. Super. I've never made it to one for all these years. I, I've heard of it, but I've never been able to make it to one. So I have to. I know. You're lagger. Right. Lagger. <laughs> I know. I know. So tell us how you originally got into hockey. So it was way back in the day, 1991. I was uh, living with like six people in a house off of Buenga Boulevard in Hollywood. And one of my homies had, his dad had season tickets. 
And so one day he was like, hey, I got an extra ticket to the game. Do you want to go? And I go, what game? He's like, the Kings game. And I was like, is that that thing on ice? <laughs> and he's like, yes. I was like, um, okay, well, it was free. So why not, right? So we get to the forum and five minutes into the first period, I was like, oh my God, why are they blowing the whistle? What are they doing? They're fighting. Is it they're just gonna let them fight? Like, should somebody call the cops? And I was just completely hooked. The next day I went to the local bookstore and I'm like, do you have the NHL rule book? And he goes, what's that? Oh no. So like I was hooked and I was always just into music. I was not into sports. I never had a team before the LA Kings and I was just hooked. Live hockey is, it's just, there's nothing like it. I, so I, that's what it was. Oh my gosh. Breezy and I both agree. Live hockey. There's an, uh, it's, you can't compare it to anything else. Nothing at all. So then like, okay, so you've been a fan. Now tell us how you got into the, what is your official or unofficial role with the Kings? And like, what do you do and, and how do you help fans? I know Breezy introduced all the amazing things you're doing to get more hockey fans into the sport and especially to support the Kings. But tell us a little bit of that story and how that got, how you got where you are. So my official staff is, um, uh, title is I'm a, a member of the game operations crew. So that department handles everything that happens at a hockey game except for the game itself. So coordinating who's going to sing the anthem and intermission games and things like that. But my biggest part of that is um, uh, selling Bailey's Buddies memberships. And that's a membership to Bailey's fan club, which is our amazing mascot. And um, all the profits go to the King's Care Foundation. So basically, I'm a fundraiser. Got it. And then you just like get to spend all this time with the team. You go to, are you at every home game? Like tell everybody a little bit about what the experience is like for you at the games. Like if, you know, there was actually a season happening right now. <laughs> yeah. So that's tough. But um, I, I actually work usually every home game. And uh, I'm just at Bailey's Fun Zone. I'm just there being cute and stuff, selling Bailey's Buddies. <laughs> now, uneoff unofficially, um, I have been actually called the unofficial uh, fan ambassador because the, the higher-ups came to me and were like, hey, we're thinking about doing this. What do you think? And I'm like, it's a great idea. And they're like, well, can you get people to it? And I was like, the diehards always come through. So whether it's been um, fan focus groups that have been really, really amazing um, to commercial shoots or um, they, we've sent production teams out to, to videotape people at their actual homes with their man caves and whatnot. So it's pretty remarkable how the LA Kings are tapping into their fan base to be like, hey, you guys are what it's all about. We need you. It's pretty cool. I think it's really amazing to hear that the organization actually is really in touch with the fan base for the LA Kings. I don't know that every organization operates that way. And to hear that they are reaching out to you and they want you to get people to come in and, and do a focus group and, and really know who they're catering to, that makes me just love this sport even more, but especially appreciate what the Kings are doing. Like, do you know if this is common or, or is this just it's, their organization? It's not, it's not common. It's not common at all. It's a new direction that the LA Kings started um, approaching. I think it was last season, maybe the season before that. But you got to think about it. If you are trying to promote something, who are the best people to, to promote it? It's your fans. And even more so, diehard fans. And so it's been pretty remarkable. And the, the greatest part about it is 
when fans come to a focus group and they get to say, you know, the good, bad, or the ugly, and then the good, like their, their opinion or their thought actually comes to fruition. And so they're at a game and like suddenly the hero of the game, all of his stats are on the jumbotron. So even though we couldn't hear them, we could still read them. That was a fan's idea. So, I mean, it's not that they're just sitting down with fans saying, hey, you know, what do you like? What do you don't like? They're actually listening. And that's key. They're actually listening. And that's what makes me so proud to be a part of this organization. Oh, yeah. And what, uh, how would you describe Kings fans? How do you describe your fan, this fan base? Um, Dedicated. Dedicated and fierce because some of them could be so hardcore. (laughs) So (laughs) hardcore. So, but yeah, dedicated. Yeah, I would, I would definitely have to agree to that. Um, there's some pretty diehard fans. I mean, I'm sure there's fans all over the world that, you know, are pretty diehard to their, their team. But I feel like every single time I log on to Facebook, someone else is getting, you know, the Kings logo tattooed on them. And like, there's actual oh, yeah. like full like leg sleeves and arm sleeves of just Kings, all Kings. Oh, the like, tattoos every that are out there. Yeah, the tattoos that are out there are insane. Yeah, just remarkable work, especially Sean. Sean from House of Ink does Kings. Like when when you have a passion for tattooing and you also have a passion for the LA Kings, it's really easy to to do a Kings tattoo. Yeah, I know it makes my Kings tattoo look a little uh, look a little wimpy compared to all these other ones. We can we can work on that. We can work on that. (laughs) I have have uh, I have the I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, I just have their their crown tattooed on my uh, on my arm. But yeah, Tracy, do you have Kings tattoos? I have one King statue I can't show you right now, so I'd have to put the phone down. But okay. <laughs> it's um, it's my own version of the King's crown that Sean did freehand, and uh, in the middle of the uh, is both in Roman numerals. It's the both of the dates that we've won our Stanley Cups. That is cool. I yeah. don't have King's tattoos because I'm not, I'm a, I'm from Chicago, so I'm a Blackhawks fan. But whoa, I know, but I. <laughs> But I, I don't have a giant Indian head on my body either. I have other <laughs> tattoos, but um, very good. I'm not there yet. <laughs> not there quite yet. Just keep oh, hanging man. with us. You'll get there. Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> I mean, where you were? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, I go to more Kings games than I do Blackhawks games because I live in LA. So, you know, I'm like a by proxy fan here. So that's all right. I support we'll the organization. Yeah, we'll, we'll take, take that. Thanks. <laughs> As long as we're not in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you'll have me. Because when I went to some of those games, I feared for my life in my Blackhawks sweater. But, you know. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. That's funny. Do you remember where you were when the uh, when the Kings won the Cup for both or either years? Who, me? Yeah. Oh, I can tell you it's uh, my best hockey moment ever. So mm-hmm. a little bit of backstory to um, January of 2011. Mm-hmm. I, I lost my husband to leukemia. Um, It was obviously the hardest thing I've ever had to go through my whole life. And in the process of of grieving, I started really getting back in touch with the LA Kings, Um, going to as many games as I could, but it was still kind of hard for me to even get out the door and um, definitely watching all the games. And so that 2012 cup run legitimately was the first joy that I had felt since I buried my husband. It was um, more than hockey. It was more than the LA Kings. It was, anyway, so funny, funny story. Um, about a year ago, 
I came across a video that my oldest son posted to YouTube mm-hmm. and it says crazy Kings fan cries when they win the Stanley cup. I was <laughs> in my pajamas, in my recliner, watching my TV, crying my eyes out, had no idea for four years that he filmed it. <laughs> I have that video. Yeah. So it was, I, I didn't scream. I didn't yell. I just, I just cried. That's all I could do. Jeez. It was definitely by far my most important hockey moment. That's crazy. That's a good, that's a good one. It's amazing. My favorite story yet. I think it's oh, amazing. I got more. <laughs> give us another one. Come on, girl. Give no. us another one. Well, we, we might get to that later. Okay. <laughs> it really is amazing what hockey can do for people. I've talked to a lot of fans over the course of my time, you know, really diving into this hockey world. And so many people have similar stories to how hockey and their hockey team specifically pulled them through some really tough times and gave them oh, something yeah. else. And that's yeah, it's re- yeah, it's remarkable. Um, I, there's... I, my story sounds good because it's now, it's, I'm telling you this right now, but there's thousands of people out there. I'm sure through across the whole NHL, fans that have leaned on hockey for, for their joy, leaned on hockey to pull them out of hard times, leaned on hockey just to give them the support that they need. And the best part about, I, I can only speak for LA Kings fans because that's what I am, but I can't believe that a sport could give me a family like I have that's not blood. And through the Die Hard page, it's become even more than that. It's just hockey brought us together, but the sense of unity is just, it's just remarkable. I, I mean, there's yeah. no other word for it. Remarkable. Yeah. I would Easy. agree. Like, I don't, I haven't found anything else like I found in the community of fans and hockey that I've met in any other sport. I mean, I don't know. I'm not like actively trying to like connect with NBA fans. Cause like, that's not my thing. <laughs> but like, I just don't think this exists. I don't ever hear anybody else in my worlds of different world, like talking about how they hang out, they go hang out with their NBA buddies who go cheer for the Lakers. Like, I just right. don't hear this <laughs> or like my Dodger, maybe, maybe more with like Dodgers baseball. I would hear a little bit more of that, but right. like, there's nothing like the hockey community. And that's something I am so intrigued about what it is. I cannot pinpoint, but it is something super unique that brings really awesome people together. Yeah. And I've found that there's a lot of fans that, that really just only like hockey. And I, I'm one of them. I mean, there's a couple nights a year that I'll claim the Dodgers, but that's because it's King's <laughs> night at Dodger stadium. <laughs> but um, a, a quick little story about that is, um, my sister was a Ducks fan for 20 years. And in the 2014 uh, cup run, I brought her to a LA Kings official watch party. Jay Flats was hosting. Carlin Bade was there hosting. And um, after that watch party, my sister's like, I think you just converted me. And I was like, oh, way too soon, girl. Not even a chance. <laughs> and then the next time she goes, the, after the next, or we went to a game or something. And she's like, no, I'm ready. I go, you're not ready. And she goes, no. I just saw Alec Martinez. I'm ready. <laughs> oh, man. So, but yeah, I mean, it, the sense of community is just, and family is just, it's just, I, I have no words really. I say remarkable, but there's got to be something better than that. Yeah. Well, speaking of family, um, trade deadlines come up and, and whatnot. So um, 
I feel like every team ends up ultimately losing someone, a part of their family. Um, how would you describe, you know, trade season, especially, you know, at this time of year where we did lose uh, a couple of our key players for the Kings and, um, yeah, I mean, what do you think, like, obviously it has a toll on the player, but it has a toll on their families, the fans, their kids, like, what, what would you kind of say to that? If I had my own personal opinion, which this is what it is, um, <laughs> as much as the players, I think that the players, they just want to play hockey mm -hmm. and get paid for it, of course, but they yeah. want to play hockey. And, you know, it's not too shabby when you get traded from the LA Kings and you're going to a team that's in the playoffs. <laughs> or yeah. heading to the playoffs <laughs> or you know what I mean and yeah. so um and then you know I think that maybe as the wives it, you know you, when you forge friendships like that and then they're not going to be there on the daily that sucks mm -hmm. there's no question yeah. about it but um I'm not a player I'm not a player's wife I can't really talk much about them that's just my own opinion but what I can tell you is tears were shed from fans it yeah. was really it was a really tough couple weeks there and um as soon as tears would dry we'd get hit with another one mm -hmm. but but now that all the tears have dried and mm -hmm. um, things have settled down a little bit, I think that the consensus, I can't speak for everybody, but I, I think the majority is super on board with, what do we have, 24 picks in the next three drafts? Yeah. Like our, I saw somebody, I think it was actually a Blackhawks fan, as a matter of fact, on Twitter, <laughs> he tweeted the, um, the, the depth in the LA Kings pool is ridiculous was ridiculous but now it's downright unfair <laughs> well when you got a great gm that's willing to make some moves that's that's what you're gonna get so yeah. i'm really excited about the future our, our young guys coming up are just unbelievable yeah yeah it's true i mean they've been playing some pretty good hockey the last uh well before four went on pause they won seven in a row um, yep. Right. Yeah. Seven in a row. So it, if you're counting the virtual games that we're watching with Bailey, we're at nine in a row. Oh, I mean, that, that counts on Twitch TV. It's been yeah. pretty cool. He, he's been not simulating, but kind of, I don't know how that all works, but it was really cool because they used our opening video, which mm -hmm. I did. It was cute. I was like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so they were, it was a lot of fun. It's, if you don't have any hockey, you know, simulated hockey works too. And yeah. we seem to be, and Furt got a hat trick. So that was fun. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good time. Well, speaking of people who were traded, uh, one of our most beloved, Alec Martinez, went to one of our biggest rivals, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Just crazy. But, you know, I've, I've talked to you multiple times about this before, and I think it would be um, beneficial for other people to hear, but you've always said that Alec Martinez has the best fan etiquette. And what, how would you describe that? Like, what makes it best in class? Um, well, here's what happens when he interacts with a fan, he first, first and foremost, he stops and takes the time mm -hmm. 30 seconds off of his life is, is nothing compared to what that 30 seconds did for that fan. Right. Yeah. Another thing is he actually engages in the conversation. Like, yeah. you know, somebody's one time talked about Cassandra talked about adult Capri sons and he goes, wait, there's adult Capri sons. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like good, he just, actually, yeah, fuck Nick. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so he, he stops, he engages, he takes the time, even if it's 15 seconds. Um, and then he has eye contact. He, oh. he actually looks, looks for just a split second. He'll look at that person and acknowledge that they're there. Uh -huh. That's huge. That's that huge. Is big. 
Yeah. That's all the fans want, you know, like Hello? they just want to feel acknowledged by their, like, that's enough to like for their whole life. They're like, oh my God, Alex said hello to me and gave me a hug. Like that's like, there's nothing better. Nothing better. And he, he was relentless at it. He was, um, and I'm quite sure when he comes back to Staples Center, he's going to be the same exact way. He, he was, you know, born and raised by great parents that, that gave him the foundation to be that kind of a man. And he's that kind of a man. Do you find that, like, generally speaking, like, almost all the players are, are pretty chill, like, that way? This is something we've talked about before, like, how the, the players in the NHL are so willing to, like do the Girl Scout cookie trade for a puck and like they'll go over and play rock, paper, scissors or take a selfie with people on the glass during warmies. And like, I feel like we don't see that across any other sport. Is it like I a agree. league thing where the league is more comfortable with them doing that and other, other pro sports aren't, or is it just a hockey guy thing? Cause I'm totally okay with it being just a hockey guy. thing. I, I can't speak on behalf of the NHL, but what I can tell you is that I think it's a hockey guy thing. I think that um, every once in a while, a, a really good friend of mine, Irene, she had this knack of, of getting selfies with, with certain players. And then it became the player's routine to find Irene and get that selfie. I and mean, Toby Reader was, was the one that, that was started it. out with her, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I remember. And so it, it's, it's pretty cool. And then um, I think that if, if the player, I think individually as players, if they give up, you know, if something sparks their interest, um, Ekman Larson in, uh, uh was it Phoenix? Yeah. He, he had that whole thing and that was the team thing. Like you got to, he was going to pick like who did the selfie or whatever, but he doesn't have to do that stuff. Yeah. You know, and no player out there needs to offer a puck for Girl Scout cookies. Like, mm -hmm. you, you know, there's no rules like that. You know, I've even seen players there are rules from giving autographs from the bench. And I've seen, I'm not gonna name these players, but I've seen them sneak autographs off the bench just to get them to that kid that's sitting right next to them on the bench, you know? So mm -hmm. these players are just, they're remarkable. And sometimes, you know, you might hit one on a bad day. Doesn't mean he's an asshole. It just means that, you know, maybe he just got bitched out by coach or whatever and just doesn't want to sign an autograph right now. And that's yeah. understandable, you know? Or they, you know, just had a baby and they just they just want to get home. That thirty seconds to them is more valuable, you know. So you do, you know, it's these they're they're pseudo celebrities really, and so you just got to kind of take all that with a grain of salt, you know. But for the most part, hockey players are. I mean, we've seen them do stuff that brings us to tears because it was just so remarkable. Carrie Price with the kid that lost his mom, and all there's just so much great great stuff out there, and that's another thing that. Sometimes you have to go back to stuff like that if you're in a funk and be like, oh my gosh, remember when so-and-so did this? Mm -hmm. And then anything, whatever, whatever's going bad, you can put a smile on your face and it comes right back around. So yeah, yeah I, think, I think the players are just pretty remarkable. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. <laughs> so your son, Drake, has an interest, obviously, in, in playing hockey. He pretty much goes to every single game with you. Um, but he wants to be a goalie. I mean, you and I have talked before, and he's he's been a fan of Ben Bishop, obviously Jonathan Quick, Darcy Kemper. Um, oh, yeah. Gosh, there's – I mean, he loves he loves goalies. So what do you think kind of made him want to be a goalie? I mean, is it your, I, uh, I your love for it? I think it's because 
Mm, I mean, that's my favorite position too, but I think it's more so that my son is the most unique individual that I've ever met on ever. And mm-hmm. I don't know if God just made him that way or he just, you know, cause he was raised, you know, his, his, he was a year old when his dad passed away. So, mm-hmm. but he's just a kid that he walks to the beat of his own drum and I support that 100%. And um, right now, unfortunately, just because geographically we don't have any ice rinks around us. So he plays what we call hallway hockey. I have a hallway <laughs> that's about 40 feet long and we've got little goalie nets on either side. But um, he's, he has a hockey brain that puts mine to shame. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the daily, he can be like, did you know so-and-so just scored his 800th goal? And I'm like, who's that? <laughs> or what, you know, like he just has, he, we, we do a diehard cruise every year. And uh, there's my brother, Jesse. He's like, I, I just go to the cruise so I can have that trivia with Drake. I want to stump him. I, he goes, but I can never do it. I'm like, he's pretty remarkable. Wait a second. And wait I, a second. You have a, a, you guys go on a cruise together too? The hey fans? Girl, we, we've had singles mixers. We have Christmas parties. We have an annual beach party that is like, I, I, I don't even know the words to describe the beach party, but yeah, it's pretty remarkable. And all this stuff was done without the help of the King's organization. It was just stuff that we all wanted to do. Yeah, it's pretty I, cool. I am amazed. I mean, yeah. holy shit. I got to come to that sit. Like when we're allowed to go out again, I want to go to the singles <laughs> mixer. <laughs> We haven't had one for a while, but, but I can make sure that happens. That would be great. I, I'm all for this that. Is, this is water, by the way. <laughs> if it wasn't, it would be just fine as well. Breezy knows me better than that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, we, uh, we went on a trip last year. No, two years ago. We that was three years ago, I think. Three? No. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I think it was three. Could have been four, actually. Feels like it was anyway. Yesterday. Feels like it was yesterday. <laughs> Most um, amazing trip. Yeah, it was fun. Why don't we uh, let's talk about it? All right. So um, we did Dallas, and uh, no, I did Dallas in Nashville. Yes. Met you girls. Met you guys in Nashville, mm-hmm. and um, we went to the game and got our asses handed to us. I think we lost six to one or six to nothing. Did they shut us out? Uh, we might have scored a goal. I think that there was one goal. Yeah. Yeah, so six to one. And um, as soon as the game was over, I looked at, well, I looked at you and Amanda and I was like, we need to get out of here. I need to get to the closest honky tonk I can find because this was a shit show. <laughs> Which is so, very funny because she's not a country, well, not really a I country fan. Mm-hmm. And nope. we were listening to country music in the I'm Airbnb. A metal girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're listening to country music <laughs> in the Airbnb. And she goes, are you going to make me listen to this all weekend long? And I was like, yeah we're yeah gonna, we're gonna go to honky tonk <laughs> yeah. so for her to say i gotta get to honky tonk i was like okay let's go <laughs> so we walk out of bridgestone and um and i just looked i go that's the one we're gonna go to keep in mind and it's we, freezing absolutely yeah. freezing and uh so we start crossing the street we open that we walk in the front door and i was like i knew it i knew this was gonna be good the entire bar was lined with guys in king's jerseys Okay. So we quickly realize, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. <laughs> oh my God. So we had no idea that the dad's trip for that season was Dallas and Nashville. So of course we're in Nashville. And when the doors open to a bar in Smashville and the ladies are wearing King's gear, all heads are going to turn, whether they're 
Predators fans or Kings fans. Um, anyway, so within 15 minutes, we were fighting on who was going to get to order the next shot. I was trying to trade my beanie to get Drew Doughty's dad's cowboy hat. Like, it was hilarious. We had so much fun. Jonathan Quick's dad was like, you know my boy, John? <laughs> yeah, we know your boy, John. He's not the only rock star in the family, you know. I got a daughter. She's a rocket scientist. She's a rocket scientist. I swear. Don't ask me who my favorite is because I can't tell you. But you know my boy, John. <laughs> Just like the best stories ever. It was so I much mean, fun. I mean, we partied with him for like hours. three hours. But the yes. best part about it was I was wearing head-to-toe Preds gear. <laughs> head-to-toe. And I, I was standing next to, uh, it was Christian Folan's dad. Right? He, yeah, it was Christian Folan's dad. He, he, I was very hard to understand him. He had a very thick accent, I think. No. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. I and think it was. I think it was Paul Ledoux's dad as well. And they, because we, we were talking Kings hockey the entire night, and they're like, you're head to toe, Preds. You know a lot <laughs> about the Kings. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I told him the story. And then they tried ripping my jersey off of me. And they got it off. But then once they got it off, they realized I was still wearing a long sleeve predator shirt underneath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was bad. They said I was ridiculous, but then they bought me another shot and it was it was all good. <laughs> yeah, it was um it was a night for the record books for sure. It was so much fun and they were so candid and old family stories and it was just it was remarkable. Like it was a magic moment that wasn't supposed to happen on our trip and it did. Mm-hmm. I'm a little yeah. jealous that I wasn't there just to experience. And I feel like there's some stories that you're probably not able to share on the podcast that happened. Uh, you said that, not me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We'll just leave it at that. But that story about Quick's dad, that's hysterical. My boy, John. My boy, John. <laughs> oh, so my funny. God. Dougie, Dougie Quick. That's so good. But the players so didn't join. You were just with the dads. Oh, I would, if the players were there, I would have had to leave because right. I'm not allowed to fraternize with the players, which I totally understand. I'm on the staff and that's, they have a job to do. I have a job to do, but, um, but no, we were with them for hours. We closed that bar. Well, we might not have closed it, but we were there for hours. That's yeah. Amazing. No, I mean, we, we pretty much, closed. I think I got home. I think I got back to the Airbnb like a little after 3 a.m. Yeah. And I think I got ended home. at 10. So <laughs> I think I got home that time too. Yeah. I love that. What's, what's your other like good hockey memories, Tracy? Like you've got to have, you've got to have like a novel's worth of stories. Um, there are, there, I, it's, I almost want to say there's too many to mention because there's too many to mention, but, and then there's so many different levels. There's personal moments for myself and obviously getting the, getting the job with the Kings in the first place was huge. I was, I was a fan for 25 years, never wanted to be in sports and I, I give all the credit to the Die Hard page because if it wasn't for that page, I wouldn't have done the picnic, which turned into the picnic, and I wouldn't have got the job. And so it was like a big snowball. But um, but give us a I, personal story, like can or if there's one you can share, or tell us about like if you've been to the classics or All Star Games or anything really unique that you think people would really like to hear your point of view on experiencing it from the position uh, you're in. I've worked three all-star games, um, not for the Kings. I worked for the, uh, as a temporary employee for the NHL. Um, this last one was in St. Louis was pretty cool. My first assignment was, um, a, 
an escorter for the red carpet. And the first person I got to escort was Hillary Knight. And it was remarkable. Yeah. And she, I, I thought she was trying to take a selfie with her. And um, I didn't know she was taking a video. So I'm like, are you trying to, I go, are you trying to get me in your selfie? And that NHL put that video out. And I'm like, there I am. Like, are you trying? And she's like, she thinks she's trying to get in my video. I was like, oh, okay. Hello world. <laughs> So that was pretty remarkable. And then um, another funny story about that same, that same um, time was I was in a row, a line of, of escorts, right? And so I could see the signs coming up for the next player that needs to be escorted, right? So I count the people in front of me and I'm like, one, two, three. And I look down at the signs. I'm like, one, two, three. Oh, hell no. I am not escorting Matthew Kachuk down the red carpet. So. <laughs> So the guy tries to hand me Kachuk's sign and I go, I can't escort him. He's like, what do you mean? Like he wanted to tell me, uh, like you have a choice. I'm like, I can't, I'm sorry. And I stepped back and I pushed the girl in front of me to take his sign. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then, um, so then I'm like actually looking and I was like, and I start counting the people and I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Because I saw the Predators sign. I'm like, I'm going to escort Roman Yossi down. Oh That's yeah. Right. That's right. <laughs> And I did, I did. And then I she saw did. that one, and then I saw that one Dallas logo and I was like, I know who's here for Dallas mm -hmm. because it's all about the Sagan Sundays. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. So those are like personal little fun little things for me. That was, that was a lot of fun. There's a, there's a whole lot of fun. Like, um, on a silly, super silly note, the moment that a friend texts me and goes, the Kings are following on Twitter. I was like, why would oh. they do that? I only follow them. Like, I, I literally only followed one person on Twitter and it was the LA Kings. But it was, you know, it was cool. Yeah. It was cool. You know, we've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So we, we already touched base on, on Drake and, you know, wanting to, his hockey love and whatnot. Um, so would you say you're kind of like, I feel like you are a hockey mom because even though, you know, Drake may not play for like the little Kings or whatever, like, I feel like, so many people in like the diehard group look up to you pretty much kind of like as a mom. Um, and there's so many little kids that are, that are there as well that know you. So like, how would you touch on, you know, being a hockey well, mom? I'm, I'm Drake's mom and Drake really loves hockey. Um, yeah. I would never, I, I, I know hockey moms and the devotion mm -hmm. and the time and the hours that they put into it is something that I can't even touch with a 10 foot pole. So yeah. I wouldn't go as far as saying I was a hockey mom, but, mm -hmm. um, but, there's nothing more joyful to me than sharing hockey with my son. It's, yeah. you know, I mean, when there's nobody to better hockey with than Drake. Yeah. Yeah. He has an opinion. Um, he's smart. He's hockey. His mm -hmm. hockey IQ is huge. Um, yeah. Watching him stick handle is remarkable. If I could just get him on the ice four days a week, he'd be <laughs> a remarkable hockey player. There's no question yeah. about it, but yeah. it's just not something that's in the books for us right now. But mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, we have a lot of fun. Every single game that I'm not working, I want to be with Drake there. Yeah. Oh, one another little quick thing about Drake is that um, I have to put this out there because he's no longer allowed to have a favorite player. Okay. In case they get traded, At so he doesn't no. have his heart broken. <laughs> no, every player he's ever deemed his favorite has been traded. Oh, he's a jinx. He's a jinx. Darcy Kemper actually gave him a stick for his birthday 
like Darcy Kemper was his be all and end all. And when Darcy got traded, Drake actually cried. He boohooed cried, like the ugly cry. (laughs) And to get an ugly cry out of a boy is not easy. Mm-mm. But it was it was pretty remarkable. So he's just allowed to like a bunch of players, but nobody he can't deem any favorites. So do you have a favorite? Are you allowed to have a favorite? Oh, Drew Dowdy's been my favorite for years. <laughs> he's over oh, yeah. your shoulder right now in, in your room in, the, in a poster, huh? I can't tell oh, what that a, is. It's a banner. It's about 10 feet by 15 feet. <laughs> it's not a poster, Rachel. <laughs> And it's a banner. banner. <laughs> yeah, he's hugging uh, Tyler Toffoli after a goal. Love it. Okay, but yeah, who's your who's your ultimate hunk? So is, look at, is he look also at my life, your hunk? Look at my life size of Matt Green. Oh my God, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay, so he's my hashtag PBF8. Well, he used to be until I realized I was old enough to be his mom. <laughs> I was like, wait, he's how old? What? Um, anyway. But my original number one um, player, my well, my number one player of all time is Kelly Rudy. He's my, he's been my favorite. He was in goal that first game, November twenty first, nineteen ninety one, when we beat the Rangers six to one. It was pretty remarkable. Um, and uh, but my first crush was Corey Millen. He played. He was a little tiny center. Um, mad mad hockey crush on him. But yeah, I, too many favorites right now to really point anything out. Drew was my crush, but now he's married and I'm I'm old, so <laughs> you can still have a crush on him. I think like a crush is allowed. There's a funny story about Drew and his dad when we were in Nashville. I'm not going to give you all the details, but he's like, um, "No, I'm actually married to his mom, and you're not old enough to be his mom." And I'm like, "Oh yes, I am." He goes, "How old are you?" And I go, "48." He goes damn, you are old enough to be his mom. <laughs> I was like, thanks. Thanks Papa a Dowdy. lot. All right, well, we've got to find you a new hunk that you can crush on. Preferably my age, so obviously it's going to be a retired player. Yes. <laughs> Preferably single. Yes. Well, yeah, that too. Do you have That's a favorite um, hockey lady? Oh, Carlin Bathe by, uh, hands down, Carlin Bathe. Um, she was doing, she was an arena host when I started working for the Kings. Um, she would, I met her at my first watch party. Uh, I've, I've never seen a woman blossom the way she has so professional and so mindful of what she's doing and where she wants to go and what she wants to achieve. She makes me very proud. Very, very proud. Yeah. I had the chance to meet her actually not in hockey which is strange because I'm a host and a reporter as well. And we met at a, uh, oh shit, I'm going to forget the name. It's a video game that like everybody plays in an arena. Um, uh, not e-sport. like f- esports. Yeah. It's like an esports. Was it for, was it for Overwatch? Yes. Thank you. Thank God. Oh, thanks Tracy. Yes. Overwatch. Um, it was the Overwatch league, like the debut. And mm-hmm. I was there with a different company covering it and she was covering it as well. And she's, Carlin's a really big fan of of the Overwatch League and video games and esports. And we met yeah. there. She was so nice. I think my hair was fucked up or like my jacket or something. <laughs> and I was like doing a stand-up and she was she happened to be like right there because it's like a big press thing. And she was like, wait, 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 you've got to fix this thing or whatever. Like just super sweet. And I can tell you from experience, like 
being in a room full of press people, not everybody is that nice and you don't have to be that nice. And she, she really is that nice and thoughtful. Oh, she's, and, um, she wonderful. is that nice. Yeah. She is that nice. The sky's the limit for her. Um, I, I, I don't have any, when she retired, I gave her my favorite piece of, of Tiffany and company jewelry because she, and it was a necklace that had a star on it. And I said, I just want you to always remember that you are a star. And everyone's like, damn, we all need to retire from the LA Kings because Tracy's even out Tiffany. But yeah, she's a, she's a gem. She's an absolute treasure. Yeah, I'm glad we, well, I'm glad we get to keep her. Breezy, do you have any more questions for Tracy? Um, yeah, I mean, I know that you've been, yeah, we have covered a lot, but I know you've been to a lot of different games, a lot of different arenas. Um, you do probably have uh, another team other than the Kings. I don't know if you are maybe, I don't know. Do you, do you have another favorite? Well, I don't think I can talk about that. Oh, okay. Okay. That's fine. I don't, I don't think I can talk about that. Oh, mm. Mm. Don't, okay. don't tell anybody. So a uh, quick story about the New York Rangers. So obviously they were the first team. <laughs> can't talk about that but a quick story about the new york rangers <laughs> so they were that's who the kings played for my first game so there's always a little heartstrings right there then mm -hmm. my very first kings road game was in 93 at msg against the rangers we won that game too um brian leach was my favorite defenseman of all time uh so i bought that sweatshirt that i just showed at madison square gardens in 1993 oh, wow. and so um obviously 2014 was it was hands down it was the kings and i was pushing for them all the time but yeah. you know i was just like this is so crazy that these are the two teams that are in the stanley cup final it was just nuts and mm -hmm. um so there's a special place in my heart for for new york i love yeah. the city i love the people of the city um being a kings fan at the game it the last time was a couple years ago and i had to actually pull out my credentials to calm everybody down i'm like i work for the team oh, i'm wow. gonna cheer I'm gonna cheer when they score. And as soon yeah. as I did that, they were like, shots for Tracy, everybody gets shot, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, whatever. But um, so yeah, if I had to claim a second team, it would definitely be the Rangers. Yeah. What would you say is probably your favorite arena that you've been to so far, other than Staples Center? Because I feel like that will always take the cake. There's no question about it. I've never experienced anything like it, Smashville. The Predators yeah. Arena and the fans, I, I just, we were getting our asses kicked and I didn't, I kind of didn't care because I was just yeah. like, and there's, and I, I understand why it took me some research because I was trying to figure out why they have that. Like, why is it so special? Why is it so great? Well, when the Preds came to Nashville, that's all the Preds, uh, that's all Nashville had. And mm -hmm. so they have a whole city and, and, and the suburbs to, to jump on board. Yeah. Um, but you don't see anybody not in blue and gold, nobody. Yeah. Like they're, if they're the only time you're going to see that at a Predators game is if it's an opposing team's fan. And we mm -hmm. were few and far between. Yeah. So, don't they um, not let the opposing team's fans in? Like, and, and wasn't it during the playoffs a couple of years ago when they were on the run, they were like not selling tickets to people who didn't live in, in Tennessee. You couldn't buy, I remember reading a story, you couldn't buy tickets if you weren't, uh, if you didn't have like a Tennessee license and they weren't um, letting you wear opposing jerseys in. Right. Um, I, I, I did hear a bunch about that. I heard that, um, that Tampa Bay did it too. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. I heard the it, blues did it as well. I thought, you know what, to be honest with you, um, 
from my perspective as a staff member, it's my ultimate dream. Well, a staff member and a fan, a right. super fan, if you will. It's my ultimate dream to see nothing but Kings gear in Staples Center. LA is diluted though. It's just, it's, that's, it's a hard deal. You know, I yeah. mean, when you have premier level being given to the, the only, you know, coworker that can go, they don't even know what hockey is, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I'll tell you what, um, I had no, I felt completely welcome in Nashville. Um, the people were like, are you from LA? And I was like, yeah, they're like, you flew all the way out here. I'm like, I did, I did. And they're just <laughs> like, that's amazing. And so that's the type of welcome we got. It was, it was really remarkable. And I've never, I, I, I've only been to 16 arenas, NHL arenas to see the Kings play. And I, I plan on hitting all of them, but I just don't think I'm going to see anything like I see at, um, at Nashville. And even if I did see something close to it in Vegas, don't make me flip the bird. Well, I was going to say, I've been to Vegas to a game and I, I don't, I haven't been to Nashville yet. I was supposed to go, but now, you know, quarantine. So I don't know that that's going to happen, but uh the fans there, because it's another city where the team is born there, like how for Nashville it is, like there's something unique about that fan base, especially in a city that never had a team that was like original to them. And they have just a different level of fandom. Like all the fans in, in Vegas, they all are in jerseys. Like they're all decked out. Like nobody's not wearing their gear. Now I can't speak to the like, kindness and the like ampedness because there's you cannot compare nashville and las vegas they're just very different um but that very different yeah but having that like team born there thing is something really yeah. unique and it creates a special fan base well and i also think the timing of that team with mm -hmm. the um, route 91 festival the tragedy that happened there yeah and the the city embracing the knights and the knights embracing the city mm -hmm. it was it was such a horrible tragedy, but it, it fueled the fire for that fan base. And I think that's great. And I'm, I'm very pro any new team. <laughs> like when the Kraken finally admits that they're the Kraken, yes. I'm down for them. Okay, Girl, I'm down I am, for them. Yes, I'm with you. I'm like, <laughs> I want them to be the Kraken, nothing else. That just should be their name. Oh yeah, it's uh, Drake swears by it. And he's like, these are gonna be the new logos and whatever. And but no, I, I was all for Vegas too. And then um, their fan base came to a game here in LA, not all of them, but the ones that I experienced, I was like, oh, this is new. And I'm not, I'm not here to trash talk or anything like that, but I've been to lots of arenas and I don't trash talk other teams. I don't, I don't do that, especially other fans. Like I don't do that. We're all here to love hockey. And you know what? First and foremost, I am a hockey fan. And I choose the LA Kings to be my team. Mm -hmm. But first and foremost, if I had to pay money to watch Pee Wee hockey, I would do it if that was the only hockey I could get. I just watched an entire game on Twitch TV that was fake. <laughs> right. Like, and I was cheering. And, but yeah, so yeah. Hockey fan, hockey first. Yep. Nope. I was going to say hockey first, and then I choose my team second. And I think yeah. Vegas is a little, um, you know, they're, they're a little big in the britches because their first season just happened to be so good. And I don't think some of yeah. those fans really know what it's like. And I have to learn some of the etiquette of like not going out of town and just like talking shit to people. You know, I think they had oh, to, yeah. 
Yeah, they had to, yeah, there's a learning curve there. So, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the fans put them in their place and explained how this all works. <laughs> like, you better just <laughs> calm down because this is not how it always is going to be. So, well, check and, yourself. Yeah, and they, right, exactly, before you wreck yourself. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. So good. Anything what else, else? You got for me, ladies? Oh my God, I could talk to you forever. You are so freaking funny and your stories are endless. I'm like dying. I'm loving this. But we, we might have we're to gonna have a part two. Yeah, we're gonna ah! have to have you come back like <laughs> when we have season or like if the season comes back and, and all of that. How's everybody doing with the lockout? Like not the lockout, um, that's the wrong word. The lockdown, the the self-quarantine. The, the pause. Um, I think that it's easier than a lockout because with a lockout you feel like you're really getting gripped off and cheated as a fan but we're all locked out right now mm -hmm. of life we're i mean my day job i don't know i mean we're going to half of the hours that we used to have and probably as soon as riverside county declares state of emergency then i'm out you know like i'm at home so i think that because it's affected everybody and not just hockey players we all feel like they're, that we're in this together. And it's been really yeah. great seeing the players, you know, post their videos and, mm -hmm. and give support to the fans about, you know, trying to stay healthy and we're doing everything we can and all that stuff. And I think it's, I think it's pretty remarkable. Good. Yeah. Good. I agree. But being without a hockey sucks. Yes. It does. We know. Legit. It does. <laughs> but they have this podcast, House of Hockey Yay! Podcast, to listen to and listen to people like you, Tracy, come on and talk Absolutely. about all these great stories and, and make us feel like we're connected again in our hockey community and our hockey bubble. Absolutely. I When you guys asked, I was like, um, yes. Yes. 100% <laughs> yes. Just I'm like, on board. Yeah. And we like, we just, just so we can talk hockey for God's sake. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> talk about, for sure. talk about memories and stories. It's awesome. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for doing this and for sharing. We for sure have to have you back on. Cause like, yeah. I know you've got more stories and, and opinions and stuff that we, we have to have you back and, and to, to there's, join us. There's plenty of people that have good stories. I'll, I'll put you in touch with them. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> well, um, guys, go ahead. Thank you. So thank you so much for having me. It has been really fun. Um, I'm going to have better rig next time. So I don't have to hold my phone the whole time, but <laughs> it's been a blast. You guys made it super easy and, and it was a good time. Thank you yeah. for having me. Where yeah, can people uh, connect with you on, on social media? Do you want to give out any handles or the, the Bailey's buddies and, and all that? Do you want to plug any of that? um lakings.com backslash bailey's buddies that's where you find all the info for that and all proceeds go to king's care foundation and you can find me tracy star t-r-a-s-i-s-t-a-r-r across all social media platforms awesome thanks awesome. so much that's a wrap and, <laughs> right that's Freeze. a wrap yeah right. well i guess i could say uh just real quick before you leave i i wanted to say thank you too because you were the one that uh came up with the whole fan friday post for hunks of hockey yay it's been a huge Selfi success selfishly 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 <laughs> yes um i can now thank you that i have over 200 photos in my phone that i have no idea who these people are <laughs> um so it's going to take quite a long time to to post all of them but um you know i just wanted to say thank you for coming up with such a great idea and and again bringing the community together because there's so many different fans that are sending over photos and their submissions and um you know really showing support of one another so again 
that's kudos awesome. to you for for continuing to to bring everyone together and and sharing the love of hockey. Oh, I got you, girl. I got you, girl. You're the fucking best. Thank you for I everything tried. you do. Really. Thanks, mom and dad, for making me rad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, ladies. I'm here for you anytime you need me. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.